Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're talking about how the realtors are uh, winning me over even more, another uh, another checkbox for the realtors. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays REI consulting program. Guys, basically, we are here to help. doesn't matter if you're brand new to this and you just want some help picking and pricing a county or you've been at it for a while and you're looking for some help on ways to expand. All you got to do is go to our website, www.casualfridaysrei.com. Click on the consulting tab, walk through the sign-up, and then we'll be in touch to help you get started. Happy Monday. Hey, what's up? Dude, I'm feeling my age. Looking your age, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, if you are looking at us on our YouTube channel, you will see my custom Casual Fridays birthday gift hat that my wife had made. Mm-hmm. Her and Jordan had it done. It looked pretty good. I like it. I like oh, it. Jordan had a piece of this. Yeah, Jordan went to the mall with mom, and they picked it out, and Jordan wanted to tell me so bad, but she couldn't break the secret. <laughs> well, that's, oh, that's really good. She kept the secret. Yeah, normally she doesn't. That's good. So I I kind of got the vibe that what they were doing, but I, she, she did good. I'm proud of her. No one likes a snitch. Yeah, I know. That's what we say at our house. Snitches get stitches. Mm. So, But I'm limping, too. I've oh. noticed like my, my leg... And this is where you know it's bad. Like you're trying to put on your underwear after you get out of the shower and you're in excruciating pain and you're about to cry. Redemption 2020. It's, it's hurting me. Yeah. He's sore because he rode his bicycle around town. I'm sore <laughs> because I dominated my class. You didn't dominate. Didn't I got you second. Lo- you lose to, lost a 15-year-old. I got second to a 15-year-old who was on a smaller bike that was faster. Uh-huh. It was such a good race. The announcer stopped me afterwards and said, man, that was, that was, a, that was a great job you did. Mm. As I'm still trying to catch my breath 25 <laughs> minutes later, you know, waiting to my trophy line. Well, that's good. Yeah. Jackson wants to know why I don't get trophies, though. They offer, you can get trophies if you win first, second, or third. You can get track bucks, so they have stamps. Well, I said, I told Jackson, I was like, well, daddy's got to pay for these races. So these track bucks help pay for these races. Uh, so they, they, like, so if you get a third place, you get two track bucks. If you get second place, you get three. If you get first, you get four. Uh, a race is 15 bucks. So you got to win a couple races to get a free race. I like that. Yeah, it helps offset the cost. So does he get a trophy? He takes a trophy every time. Every time. He just yeah. loves it. He, he loves the gold and the glitter. It gets uh, after a while, though, because how many races does he do a season? Uh, well, it goes from January 15th through November, uh, December 15th. So A year? Yeah, there's no off-season. <laughs> oh. you got you got about a month off-season in there, and you've got nationals and things like that, and there's rainouts and Stuff like that. I told him this after this last race. I said, you don't get any more third place trophies. <laughs> you can have second and first, and that's it. Does everyone get something? Nope. Oh, no. First, oh, second, good. and third. That's good. Yeah, but if it's total points and you get third place, that's also last place. Uh, so I had that debate with a this girl I know. She thought that the whole, like her son's baseball team, you know, everyone got something. And, yeah. And I thought, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But she was all about it, man. And I couldn't, you, you just can't change <sighs> people's minds when it comes to those things, I guess. I will tell you, I was anti-participation awards until I coached a bunch of five-year-old kids (laughs) and watching them improve from start to finish of the season. Now, whether they needed to give it a trophy or just acknowledgement that they went out there and tried, these kids went from shouldn't have even been in contending and we beat the first and second place team. We were the only team to do that. One of the teams, they lost one time. It was to us and we ended up in third place and I don't know how we did it, Maybe it was my amazing coaching, mm-hmm. but a group of kids came together and they played and they played their little hearts out. 
And just to see the five-year-old who doesn't necessarily understand the win-lose, they understand they came out, they had fun, they played with their friends, and they tried hard, and they got that trophy. And to see them light up with that, they were so proud of it. I get it from that perspective. So I haven't been there, and I don't have kids, so I can't really talk on it. But yeah. I know that we grew up without that, and we, everyone, I'm sure most people listening grew up, and yeah. it turned out just fine. Yeah, and, and then you would correct a kid, oh, look, I won a trophy. No, you didn't win that. You were <laughs> given that. You didn't win it. So, yeah. and it was good for us. The last two games, we played a doubleheader and they gave out our trophies right afterward. And it was like the second place team and the fourth place team. And we beat both of them going into it. So it was like one of those things. It was like they were on the high from winning two games. They got a trophy. And it, so it kind of, kind of worked for them in that aspect. Nice. Yeah. So uh, it's Monday. Let's kind of get into this. There was a, uh, I didn't even know this was coming. You hosted a, um, a little video, contest ch- a little video challenge thing. on our, uh, our private group, and that's for the... It was open, private group for those who don't know. Uh, we've seen some people try to get in there, but it's for the Land Flipping Blueprint people, and it was open for a few months prior to for everybody to build up that community, and it's it, the group is a lot of fun. I, I hate to tell you that the price of admission is the course if you don't have it. If you have bought the course, make sure you're in there because there is so much information that goes on in that. We're, we're part of probably four or five different groups and seeing that, so I threw a challenge out there. I went and checked the mailbox. It had been five days since I checked it. There was 20 envelopes inside of that in the P.O. box today. And I wanted to I wanted everybody to guess how many yeses, noes, and counters. So they had to get number three numbers, had a total 20. The closest one got 50 bucks. Now we're recording this before. We're recording it before we actually know who guessed it. As of right now, nobody's guessed it. And so there's been about 30 guesses so far. Uh, one guy has the numbers right, but he has the... Nose and yes is wrong. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that one. Yeah. But the, one of the great things is, I guess we can already say it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you got nervous there for a second. <laughs> yeah, like I we, almost spit we, it can, out. we can say it. So we had one yes, three counters, and 16 no's. And some of those no's were pretty creative. I had one that was the guy actually, you know, normally it's like, hey, go screw yourself, lose my information. But they have the return address and they have, you have their, their numbers. One guy actually typed out, the information on his envelope, the, the return address was my return address at the P.O. box to me. No name sign, no information, and it was a very well-written go screw yourself. And then I had one that was written from head to toe. We'll put a picture of it in an in, in Instagram, you know. Maybe maybe we shouldn't because this one's kind of vulgar. Maybe if they flip through the second page. Yeah, yeah, it said ha, 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 all the way up and down the entire page with it being go fuck yourself, Justin. Uh, and the email address is elmerfudd at gofuckyourselfjustin.com. I don't know if that uh, domain name is available. Man, you know, we've mentioned Elmer Fudd on the show. What if they went and listened? That'd be insane. <laughs> did we say did we say Elmer Fudd? We call it, did we call him Yosemite Sam? Oh, uh, yeah. And yeah. we were corrected on that. Yeah, it was we Elmer corrected. Fudd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's hard to really paint a picture of that offer, but every square inch of both pages was covered in ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And, you know, go fuck yourself. But. I have their address. <laughs> so it's like, I know you're not Elmer Fudd. I know you're so-and-so in Utah. Yeah. So, yeah, so congratulations to the winner. That was, I, I, I wanted to play. I didn't know that the competition was coming, so I thought I could play. No, nope, you already nope, I couldn't mean, play. It wouldn't be fair. <laughs> My wife asked, as I'm, she got home as I'm opening them, and I got that colorful one, and I showed it to her. I did get a couple that were just, hey, fuck you, you know, as soon as I, as soon as I open them, which is, that's what you kind of have to be ready for. You know, we... That's the one thing I, I say we get used to it, but I still kind of gets to me a little mm. bit. But the fun thing about all of this, there was one that was signed, yes. Yeah. Guy, hey, my name is XYZ. Here's the county APN. Here's your agreement. Here's all the information you want. So what do you do? You go check it in your parcel software like we teach in our course, or like you should start your due diligence quickly. 
and look at it. I'm like, okay, wow, it's got a it's got a it's got a dirt road that runs across the bottom of it. Typically, it's a little bit more rural of a road that I like, but at the price we're buying it for, the area it is in, we have a realtor there. And I've done multiple deals with her. And when she sees my phone, when she sees my number ring, she, you can tell she's excited because A, she gets to go on an adventure and B, she's going to make some money. Mm-hmm. And so I call her. I'd already looked at it, pulled the deed, saw that there was a 30-foot easement res- reserved across all the properties across it. Saw it was a warranty deed. The guy owned it since 2008, buying it at like 6400 bucks. Tell her where it's at, what it is. And she says, okay, cool. I'll be out there, to, I'll be out there this weekend. So she'll have answered this by then. And she's like, it's $20,000 all day. So, you know, the awesome thing about having that realtor and using that tool, she's going to be there and checks it out. She's already given me a broker opinion. She knows exactly as long as she can drive to it, she'll have pictures of it right then. And I'll be ready to close on as soon as I hear from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one realtor in particular, her name's Liz. Go ahead and give her some yeah, shout Liz. out. She uh, is pretty much single-handedly changing my point of view. Mm-hmm. Like if you guys started with us, you know, just over a year ago, I never would have used a realtor ever. Yep. And that's I was a realtor, and so that, that <laughs> and says, realtors are stupid. Yeah, realtors are stupid. And, you know, I when I was a realtor, I've said this hundred times. I thought I knew everything, mm-hmm. and I worked hard as a realtor, and then became an investor. And yeah, I learned how to sell raw land and how to sell your own properties. It, and then you look at what realtors do, mm-hmm. and I've never met a realtor previously that had worked as hard as I would have liked. Yep. Right. But now Liz has come along, and y'all seen me kind of grow, maybe mature, and <laughs> and learn that I think uh, it's using your tool. <laughs> like a good realtor can be so much, so valuable. So like Liz, she said she'll drive anywhere to look at property for us, and mm-hmm. and this one prop, this one property in particular we're talking about. When you look at it, when I saw it on Parcel Fact, I was like, eh, I don't really see a road. But if Liz goes out there and you yeah. know, or a good clear easement. If she goes out there and she's like, "Yeah, I'm standing on it. Here's a photo." I would a I trust her because mm-hmm. she's worked hard for us before. B she's a hardworking realtor and like she's standing out there looking at it. Yeah. I'm I'm not driving all the way out there just to see it. She's not going to tell us it's you can get to it if she's getting the listing. She knows she is. Yeah, that she can't sell it. She's going to say, "Ah, oh, Justin, I can't sell this." Or, "Hey, I may have this guy." The funny thing is, the last one I had like this that I sent her to, she found two gates to get to it. She couldn't get past them. She crawls over the gate and a lady comes outside and says, "Hey, what are you doing?" She goes, oh, I'm going to sell this property here for my clients. Mind you, we haven't closed on it yet. We've got it under contract. We're kind of figuring out the last little bit. Um, there's a joint tenants rider survivorship thing on the deed we're working through. And she has it put under contract for me. The guy goes, giving her a $5,000 earnest money check is going to pay uh, three times what we paid for it. All I got to do is close it. So he sends me the earnest money check. I buy the property with it, and that covers it. Mm-hmm. And she, she's like, oh, no, Justin, I didn't have to do anything. You did everything. And I'm like, yeah, but you you made it happen. So she got paid, we got paid, everybody was happy. Yeah, that's the thing. I want to keep in mind too. These are twenty thousand dollar properties. So even if she got ten percent commission both sides, that's two grand. You know, yeah. most realtors won't do that job. Yeah. And so I'm re- I'm very happy with her, and it it just it brings um, insight that like maybe I've been missing out. Yeah. You no, know, maybe. I, how do we find? How do we take Liz and duplicate her and take her everywhere? I honestly feel that there is somebody in every market that's like a Liz that will come in and you know you you can't uh, let me let me rephrase this. As an investor, you can't walk in and say, "Hey, I'm a land investor in your area. I'd like to work with you." That doesn't work. They go, "Okay, well, what do you have to list?" Well, I'm I'm shopping some areas right now. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work. You have to give them a deal. Yeah. You have to have some deals in the background, you know, and sometimes you get burned that, you know, if you bring a couple deals and they turn out to be duds, you, you learn that pretty quickly. 
But if you help them make money and their life is easy, they didn't have to shop for the lead. You just called them and said, hey, I've got this. Can you go, can you go to work for me? Chances are they become your best friend. Mm-hmm. You get on their Christmas card list. You probably get cookies every month from them. I hope so. I like cookies. You're thinning up, though. I am, yeah. Trying to, trying to get fitness. Get, get your fitness <laughs> But Yeah, that, I mean, that, like Justin said, there's there's at least one Liz in every state. It's going out and finding them and working with them. And mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go ahead and just, you know. Start to release that demon I'm, a little I, bit? I'm, I'm giving it up. The Releasing the anti-realtor? I think I may give it up. Yeah, I did just have my first cash sale for the year, and I sold it myself. And it sold I, with one Craigslist ad that went up. Mm-hmm. It, it sold. And I was like, well, that was really easy. I didn't have to pay a commission. But, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, things have been great so far. And the fact that you can have someone out there driving up and down easements, checking things out, looking for gates, talking to the neighbors mm-hmm. while we're at Hoffer eating hamburgers. Yeah, you eat it's hamburgers. All, it's all good. I mean, steak. Yeah. Well, man, what we do. So we did a lot of uh, bullshitting on this episode, but I think, I don't know how much more can really hit the point. I mean, yeah, I, I think that people need to be honest with yourself when they are getting a land broker. Like I said, and I'm going to repeat it, echo the comment that you have to bring them deals. You can't just start shopping for them up front. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't like is like, well, how do I know if I want to work with them if I don't, if I don't get the good vibe from them? Chances are they will not go be your scout if you haven't done a deal with them. You do a deal with somebody or you do two or three or give them three or four properties to list they will go scout your properties. Mm-hmm. There is, there's not a, well, they won't like it. They know that you're going to make them money, and that's what they're in business to do. They're in business to tell their broker, if they're not their broker, that they have a listing. I have a guy in East Texas. I, I called him on a property. He wanted to go check it out. I was like, dude, I've already been out there. I checked it out myself. He's got another listing for me. He has got a hold of everybody in one of the neighborhoods I am because our dam on our lake, we have a lakefront property. The dam is going bad, and he's sending every one of them an email telling them that they need to chip in to fix it so he can sell my property. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, how much is a fix? He's like, shouldn't be your cost, Justin. It's everybody's cost. It's going to beautify everybody. It's three grand. And I'm like, there's three grand there. He goes, I don't care. They can all chip in 500 bucks. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's the guy I want on my team. Yeah. You know? So that's why you build these relationships. Can you sell land without a real estate agent? Yes. But once you start to get into higher dollar properties, a real estate agent gives you credibility in a market that you're not in and they worked as a tool for you to grow your business, scale your business, and give you credibility and leverage inside of a certain market. There you go. You heard it from him. Thanks. All right. Well, I guess we're going to call it right there then for today. It's been a good day. Congratulations to the winner, whoever that is. Yep. And congratulations to Justin on the sheet vote. Top sheets are a thing. Okay. Well, I don't want to go super into detail about this because we already started ending it. (laughs) Half the people that voted for a top sheet are kidding themselves because they said they're acting like acting like the reason why they do is because they're so hygienic they said oh it's so gross not to sleep well okay well don't act like you're the cleanest person in the world so hold on (laughs) did you just get upset because you lost you've and out of three votes that we've done you've lost two of them what's the other one ketchup salsa no 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 and small donuts and krispy kreme and which one are you saying i lost you lost ketchup and salsa no i did not everyone uses salsa ketchup on eggs is a thing it's your thing. It's a disgusting thing. We're just coming from the guy who just put ketchup on his baked potato. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I'm still not. I, I think the only people who are going for it, we discussed this, right? It's, they they even pulled a Somebody pulled a survey it was me. From, from the entire country that said yeah. 60% of people use a top sheet. That was me. Yeah. And, and, okay. that's, and that's because. So the whole country voted against you. You lost. And I, you're not letting me explain why that is. Okay. <laughs> 
It's because they're wrong. No, no. I'm gonna give a. I'm gonna give a why I actually think it is because I was a top sheet person forever. Okay. It's either you don't have a nice enough duvet and duvet cover uh-huh. because I can get. It. I think of the du- the cover I had as a kid. I wouldn't want to just slip with that. I have a very nice one. You now. called it's it a comforter then. Yeah, com- it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a duvet then. Yeah, and Bougie, yeah. you just never experienced not having the top sheet. Okay. The people that tell me that it's gross are. Yeah, I don't believe you. Okay. The <laughs> so, people have spoken now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I lost, and I I'm the one that put up the thing that said I lost. Okay, so but but just, our listeners didn't know, and I wanted to get that yeah, out there to them because we yeah. forgot to mention it last week. So all right, well that's it. Go to Facebook, go to Instagram, YouTube, give us a like, give us a follow, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you Wednesday. See you guys.